Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. G'day. And welcome along to the short ball. Scotty Stevenson and Ali Williams with you, producer Tina. Producer Tina's in a grump. Have you seen? Have you seen producer Tina over there? She had a she had another podcast before us. It's not her favourite podcast. She was bored by the last podcast, and now she's and they were running late, and now she is. Look at her, this steam. She's steaming. But at least she's going from good to great. <laughs> That's right. Hey, babe. She's here we are, mate. Here we're we are. okay. We we'll make calm, it. Babe. Calm it down. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> McDonald's in the headline. Well, technically it's not about McDonald's, but it's about uh, a Cape Townian who has made some allegations against three Crusaders. A lot of people aren't reporting their names. I mean, he's made the allegations publicly, but anyway, three uh, Crusaders. And um, he said that, uh, well, he claims that Bridge, Havili, Enel were in a McDonald's with their South African security guard and uh, yeah, started taking the piss out of uh, him and his mates and uh, what he's referred to as homophobic slurs. Where the heck is the world going? Mm. I mean, seriously, what's wrong with three Crusaders? And look at them, all three of them are good looking roosters having McDonald's. I mean, don't come, don't come at the kids for having McDonald's. Mate. That, These boys work hard. They deserve a few extra calories. They've done nothing wrong. I don't think he's going after them for eating McDonald's. I don't think this was a nutrition Oh, what's he going issue? after them for? Well, he's going after them because he claims that he was, and I quote, attacked by them, and his friends were attacked by them, and that they made limp-wristed signals, signs and uh, high-pitched voices. These oh, were, my gosh. Claims they were taking the piss out of them because they were gay. Seriously, this is just ridiculous. I mean, anyone can make a claim these days. Anyone can accuse anyone of anything. There's no vetting process. So it goes out and we're basically getting people trialled by public, Mm. by the social media trolls of the world. And there's no proof. Like, you know, surely, man, it's just unbelievable. It's so hard. If you look at it, it's hard for these young kids. And I'm not saying whether they did it or they didn't do it. You know, what what this man has perceived of what they're doing is through his own eyes and what they're doing is through their own eyes. So mm-hmm. whether there is a, a disagreement or whatever, I'm not trying to protect anyone here. If you do something, you, you man up and you, you own up to it and say, well, yeah, well yeah, they've, they've refuted, up. the Crusaders have said the players refute these allegations uh, outright. So the, And now yeah. the guys come back and said, we won't be silenced. I, mate, no one's trying to silence you. 
Yeah, you're, you're the one out there throwing these claims about yeah. it. No, no one is silencing you. People want to get to the bottom of it. I genuinely believe the Crusaders want to get to the bottom of it. And I believe that if it, it turns out that these guys were involved in some sort of altercation of this nature, they will be uh, punished accordingly by an organisation that prides itself on it. Yeah, I'd agree. And I'd also chuck in you know, the role of the security guard here. I mean, if it's the one that we've had for 15, 16 years, there's just no way that this would have ever happened. He would have, you know calm the situation if there was a situation he would have sat there and go you know they would have got it from the horse's mouth mm. in terms of um i sound like mills there eh? yeah, the did. horse's mouth it's like like i've come from um sorry we miss you mills. <laughs> the, the viewers don't and the listeners don't but we miss you yeah, I do. um and so to be honest we're going to get a real direct what actually happened so for me it's it's summed up in the fact that the crusaders have denied it or players have denied it I would say that's backed up by the fact that there's a security guard who's a mutual uh, well, person. He looks, he looks to be a, been involved in this altercation by launching himself at someone filming them. But yeah, that's, that's just a, protecting them, though. Yeah. It's pretty niggly. Okay. Let's be honest. It's hey, pretty it's, niggly. But, if you but, go to McDonald's, I don't know what time. Just, what time was what, the just, event? What, how loud are you today? Well, turn it down, mate. No, you that's, can't I turn had, it down there. You've got to just not I yell turn, into it. It's, you've got to caress it gently in microphone. You know this. <laughs> anyway, um, I uh, what time was this incident? In well, I'm assuming it was in the early hours of the morning when all great incidents at McDonald's happen. It, look, here's the thing, right? And you may have another answer to this. Nothing good happens in Maccas after 2 a.m. Nothing. Totally disagree. Except you get food when you really need it. But nothing else happens. A McDonald's after 2 a.m. is full of the most drunken fuckwittery of any place in the world in that particular moment. Totally disagree. Why? Absolutely and utterly disagree. I met one of the best rugby players the world has ever seen in Who? McDonald's at 3 a.m. Young kid. He, I think he was 16. Big galoof. Big galoof. Big galoof. I'm writing that down in big, the words created by Ali Williams on the short galoof. wall. Big file. specimen of galoof. human. And he walks up, and he um, and it was myself and a guy by the name of Ross Filippo. Yes. And this guy walks up, and he goes, Hey, mate. I said, Hey, mate. And he goes, I'm going to be an all black one day. And I turned around to him, and I said, Mate, give me about four or five years, and then you can have my jersey. I think it was about six or seven years later, a guy by the name of Brody Retallick takes my jersey is that right and that was the first time I ever met Brody what was Ricardo. he ordering do you remember no nah. no of course you don't that's the only thing you remember about being in that McDonald's I remember and, yeah, Brody. Only, I remember yeah, this big galoof looking yeah, at me going two I was like Sheesh, you're a big rooster and he was big then he was a big kid mm. and um, I, I just love the fact that he told me he was going to be an all black and then he actually came and became an all black Problem was he stole my jersey. Well, it wasn't my jersey, but he said, "Kid, get out of here. Go back to McDonald's, mate." <laughs> and the best thing, his mum actually, um, after he played the first test, he goes, "Oh, mum, meet, meet Ali," and mum, his mum turns around, and goes, "Ali," he goes, "Yeah, yeah, Ali Williams." Oh, Ali Williams, the one that you're going to replace. <laughs> That's what his so, mum said. Yeah, so so he'd obviously been telling Joe. telling his mum that he's going to replace me. So um, I just think it's beautiful. And so you tell me that nothing great happens at McDonald's after two a.m. <laughs> wasn't great for you. Bullshit. He replaced you. What do you mean? We undiscovered. I inspired. The, <laughs> you inspired I inspired one nuggets. of the best locks to ever play the game over nuggets. Over chicken nuggets at three a.m. and a Big Mac. I do two Big Macs and two cheeseburgers, fries. 
and two cokes. That's, you basically order the my, big, the Big Mac family meal. That's what I. That's the what family I, box. That's what I have after a. So what? Two Big Macs, two, two big, cheeseburgers, two cheeseburgers, a fries, two fries, two fries. You get, the, you get the meal and and a coke, and a coke. Yeah, and sometimes I'll chuck in a mystery burger in there. Whether it's <laughs> like be a mystery burger if you've ordered meaning it. meaning it's an okay inconsistent burger. What fillet of fish? No, hate fillet of fish. <laughs> they are horrific. Fish in a bun. A fillet of fish is basically a bun. With fish. Fish are just some of the best specimens in the world. You can't put them in a bun. You can do fish in a bun, but I mean, just in a taco fish taco. Nice. Yeah. But no, I hate the fillet of fish. I'm talking like a, you do a quarter pounder, or then you know how they've got these quite. You can't go quarter pounder after two cheeseburgers. That's a lot of beef. Exotic. I can do a lot of beef. (laughs) You can see that. I do a lot of beef. Got beef. I'm actually surprised I'm not getting grossly overweight, but. Oh, it'll happen. You think so? I hope so. I just I can laugh at you. Have you noticed a guy? I don't know. And Drew, hopefully Drew Mitchell's listening to this, but oh, he's a big fan. Drew Mitchell, good human being, mm. only when he's not picking on you because he likes to pick on people. Mm-hmm. Eh? Mm-hmm. Little bully. Um, he he's starting to run half marathons and marathons now. Why? Because he is so petrified. <laughs> Of blowing out. No, he because, hasn't told the public no, that, but, but he's so petrified of blowing out. That's what happens because he came back, uh, he finished his playing career, started working with Fox Sports in, in Australia. I remember doing the sevens with him over in Sydney. Yeah. And everyone was ribbing him because yeah. there he was out on the field and he was puffing yeah. like an asthmatic <laughs> in a classics match. <laughs> and, and he's obviously just looking and said, oh, mate, I can't do this. I've got to go yeah. and be Drew Mitchell fit. Because you can imagine Adam Ashley Cooper's at him all the oh, time, yeah. still playing. So he'd be ribbing him. Gets Everyone's gets ribbing him. We're all into yeah. him. He's, he had one of the biggest booties in the game. Got a big oh, ass, yeah. for sure. Big ass. Gorgeous and, man, um, though. He's got, it's in his jeans Is to it? blow out his big ass. time. Yeah. Usually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I think it's, it's good on him. Good on him, mate. It'll last two more years, bud. Good insights from McDonald's here. Uh, we'll watch this. <laughs> we'll watch the story with interest. I mean, it is shit. I mean, if a guy feels like he's um, been imperiled by three blokes who are on the piss, then that is shit, and and that has to be taken seriously. But the story's I, I, flawed, mate. Braden well, Enor is one of the best looking human beings in the game of rugby at the moment. It? Why would he be a McDonald's got, mate? He's probably that vain. David Harvey, he's got to be vain. There's no way those I, guys are in McDonald's. Harvey's in McDonald's for sure. Harvillies <laughs> and McDonald's for sure. So uh, is Bridgie. Uh, we haven't even discussed a single skerrick of rugby yet because that's rugby at the moment. Israel Folau does not appeal. He waits for the 72-hour window to lapse and then says, this is not an acceptance of Rugby Australia's uh, judicial panel findings. I'm just going um, to throw this out there, Israel. Um, yeah, it is. Yet is but if you don't appeal something, you've kind of accepted the decision. Uh, that's literally the definition of not appealing something. So where does he go? He's sacked. He's gone. He's out of the game. Good news, bad news. Has he got recourse? Is this going to go further? Where does where does this lead? Uh, look, it's it's bad for the game in terms of losing talent like that. We all want to see the best play, players playing, mm-hmm. but I think it's good for the game and Australian rugby that they've made a stand and said, by the way, we accept our role as role models to kids and to society and our obligations to sponsors, broadcasters and the likes, and we can't have our players supporting or not what they're supporting or what he believes in because everyone can have their own beliefs, 
but in terms of the way that one, one I'd say is preaching it and two, the other is how he's pushing it on people. Mm. And I think if you have strong beliefs like that, you don't have to push it on people. I think um, people understand that and then in the right environment, you can express your beliefs, but but not like that. So I think, you know, Australian rugby's done it, done what they needed to do. I think they were in a rock and a hard place. I mean, yeah, sure were. You know, I mean, one human, he could have bought down the whole of Australian rugby union financially if... Um, well, ja- Jamie Panderham, writing uh, in the Australian papers, says that Australian Rugby, Rugby Australia, as the organisation is called, is on the precipice here of financial ruin anyway. Um, well, they're saving themselves some money on the Israel Folau contract, but naturally that money will be spread over other players now and other well, players will get paid. But uh, What happens with that money? Well, I'm not entirely does sure. Does he actually get it? Goes back into... Does, no. he, does he get the money? No. I wouldn't think so, mate. Not if your contract's been terminated. That'd be ideal, though. No, well, there might be a dispute in terms of the contracts being terminated, but the finances, there's a payout to take a termination well, clause. Well, that may, that may be a well, well be the case. I, I actually don't know who's answered that question. It'd be pretty confidential information, I yeah. assume, commercially sensitive information. But the, if this goes to court, and Israel Folau still has that option to take this case to the Australian courts and uh, and really test the waters i'm sure and and i said that this week on radio i am sure that there are lawyers lining up to take his case that would just love their day in court to test australian law in this situation the discriminatory laws and the powers of rugby australia in this instance i hope he does i hope he doesn't because when we talk about New Zealand rugby as an organisation. We talk about Rugby Australia as an organisation. It's convenient for us to talk about them as organisations because it depersonalises them. Do you know what Rugby Australia is? Rugby mm. Australia is the eight-year-old kid playing exactly. in the country. Rugby exactly. Australia is the referee turning exactly. up and wanting a jersey to referee. And Rugby Australia is the club in country New South Wales who needs some money for some new goalpost pads. That's mm-hmm. Rugby Australia. Yeah. I it's, totally agree. And, and so we've got to be thinking of these things all the time when we have these issues in the game. Because, mm. yes, Rugby Australia is an organisation, but it's a community. Mm. And and when you're taking money out of that organisation, you are taking money away from everyone in that organisation. That's a lot of people who are relying on the largesse of Rugby Australia for the survival of the game. Yeah, look, I, I agree totally with you, Sumo, on that. I think um, I would add to one other thing. I would say, look, if he, as a person, if he goes and does that, then... Actually, I would say that he's actually undecided on what sort of man he wants to be because you can't say one element um, and say that this is true to who I am and this is why I believe in it and then through the course of the actions and the consequences for that then say, well, actually, I've got to look after myself and I've got to get the financials and I've got to claim against this and I've got to do this because I would say he's contradicting himself massively. So, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's all the unknown that none of us really know about. It's a, it's a shame on the game. It's a shame on a talented individual because um, we all want to see him playing. And um, as you say, it's a, it's a shame on the, the eight-year-old kid in Australia and the, you know, and the goalposts and... <laughs> deep down well, country because well, they, they, they all need. they all co- it's all been it's yeah. all been they've all been affected in rugby australia and world rugby because mm. of one opinionated kid well yeah he's got an opinion he's entitled to it mm-hmm. but um rugby australia has a code of conduct and they're entitled to that as well would you ever consider barbecue sauce with your nuggets yeah 
That's the only way you can eat them. Well, you go barbecue. Yeah. What would, What do you go? Sweet Mayonnaise. and sour. Sweet and sour. Yeah, the sweet and sour. No, oh, no, mate. Honestly, does to, anyone have honey mustard? No, no, not at all. To be honest, McDonald's is rancid food. It's absolutely rancid. Mate, there goes that sponsorship opportunity. Oh, they were never going to sponsor. No, me. that's true. Actually, um, I think the days of my sponsorship are probably out. <laughs> I'm counting on you to bring someone into this podcast. Oh, are you? Yeah. Okay, let me have a think. But no, I know what will happen. You'll go and find a sponsor and pocket the cash. That's not how this works. Do I sound like Byron Keller to you? Do I look like Byron Keller to you? <laughs> actually, please. Just look a little bit, actually. You think you so? You do that first, you do. Yeah. Oh, we are talking about Byron Keller the other day. So, okay, we've established that you're a barbecue sauce man on yeah, your Yeah, barbecue sauce man. Yeah. Okay. And, oh, I knew uh, there was McDonald's something about is that. just, there's a, there's a mean to an end with McDonald's in terms of you're just trying to fill yourself up. In the morning, you feel rancid, you feel disgusting. Mm. Um, and yes, I confess, I took my kids to McDonald's on the weekend. How good. It was disgusting, and I felt huge. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Guilty, but um, I'm just charging along, charging ahead as a father and t- doing what I need to do to put food on the table for these poor kids. I apologize, Gil. I've got to get you back on track here. Oh. We're going to stop talking about me. You're doing a great job as a father. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, about? no, I, I love being a father, but giving you're, them McDonald's was You're allowed no to good. take your kid to McDonald's. You don't give your kid McDonald's every day of their life, but you're allowed to take your kid to McDonald's. They did enjoy it. Of course they enjoyed it. Hope, it's salt, sugar, and fat. What's not to enjoy? Tomorrow she's got a cross country, so I hope um, she... She's loaded uh, up. She, yeah, she doesn't... You know, that's not still sitting in your guts. Oh, it will be. And she got her first goal in, um, in netball. So, Jessica, you're a little champion. She's on fire. Are you still coaching this netball team? Yeah, I'm, I'm assisting. Yeah, I'm assisting. You're Irene Van Dyking from the sideline. Yeah, I probably don't have the skill set of Irene Dan, no. Van Dyke. No. Probably don't have the looks of Irene Van Dyke, but I probably got the height. <laughs> so there's one thing in my favour. <laughs> got that going on. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of in the favour. Uh, Go the Blues. The, oh, I, you knew that was going to happen. <laughs> you knew I was going there. Yes, I did. <laughs> I uh, I was at the game on Saturday night, enjoying um, enjoying some beverages with some good men. They were all Chiefs fans, um, and uh, boy oh boy, did they have to get out of that stadium with their tails between their legs. A, that was poor from the Chiefs. Well, we that was a poor performance. Mm. But um, I'm loath to detract from the Blues' effort because I don't think it was anything spectacular. They just grounded out. It was um, yeah, it was a rugby match that. It was like a club rugby match. <laughs> Felt like a club, a rugby, club rugby match. Club rugby match. Exactly. There was there was a lot of mistakes. Exactly. Um, 
a few bits of individual brilliance, um, but generally it was hard to see the structure that the both teams were trying to work that's towards. It. That's it. Um, the refereeing was like Glenn Jackson had had a you know few beers the night before. You know, or, you know the hangover kicked you in. Can't the first go after half Jacko and, like that. Mate, well, friend of the podcast, Glenn Jackson, you can't go after Jacko. What? I'm not going after him. I'm just saying he was potentially inconsistent. Oh, fair. And that that is reminiscent of a of a hangover um, <laughs> that he had had a night before. What are you, cla- are you claiming that Jacko was hungover refereeing the game? I'm not claiming anything. I'm just <laughs> saying just... that things like this point to the fact that he might have had a few red wines <laughs> the night before. The you know the group of them, they all get together. There's probably about five of them involved in a game, isn't there? Yeah. You've got the referee. You've got the Two ARs. You got CMO. Isn't the word assistant referee the biggest load of horseshit yeah. I've ever heard in my yeah, life? It is. You're not a referee, mate. You're on the sideline. Well, no, but here's the thing, right? They could be referees. They could be assistant referees, and they could live up to the job title if someone would just come out and say, you have three jobs in a game of rugby. You have the ball going into touch. You have the offside line at the ruck, mm-hmm. and you have forward passes or whatever it might be. Give them three jobs every single weekend and you will find that they develop the requisite skills to adjudicate those three things. At the moment, and still, and forever, it has been a case of, hey, I'm the referee today, I want you to look at X, Y, Z. And then the next week, hey, I'm the referee today, I want you to look at A, B, C. And then next week, I'm the referee today, I want you to look at D, E, F. No wonder we keep getting mistakes in the game. Mandate responsibilities for our assistant referees. Is Give it, them jobs. Is it a case of like New Zealand educational system where we're not actually paying them enough, therefore we're not um, attracting the right people and the most confident of people? And I agree the, with you on the teacher salary thing, yeah. Yeah, that's horrific. Oh, eh? man. Why are, we, why are we genuinely going to value our teachers? I mean, they are in control of the youth. And parents. Shit, McDonald's. I shouldn't have given her McDonald's. You I gave her McDonald's. I feel bad. See? Oh, you need sorry, to, Jessica. Uh, sorry, Claudia. Um, right. Feed my kids sugar all the time. Do you? Oh, yeah. oh now I feel good. <laughs> yeah, fine. Um, Honestly, but I reckon their teeth will fall out. Genuinely, is there a way that we can support them? Is there a way that we can, can attract better people? No, is no, there a way? We, is there a way that we can support... It's not about better, no. It's not better stand, No, better standards. Yeah, it's called prom, it's called say. promotion for performance. That's what happens, right? You you perform well and you go up the chain and you become a professional referee on the world rugby books, whatever that whatever yeah. it means. I mean, it's a vocation, mate. No one's going to be a millionaire referee unless you're Nigel no. Lawrence. But I mean, he's got to do comedy shows and sing songs for that. So or Wayne Barnes. Books. Barnsley's a lawyer, so Barnsley goes all right. Uh, Barnsley's the old back pocket master. Come on, mate. You can't say that about Barnsley. I can say you anything can't, I want about Barnsley. No, you can't say that because you, then, you, then you cross into defamation. You're defaming a lawyer. You're, I'm, oh, I'm over here. I have I'm seen him. Away. I have seen I'm him. At a, I have seen him at a bar. You're on your own. Not, not paying for a beer. I had to pay for all the beers. Oh, hang, and on, he, hang on, and he, hang on, you, when, you, when you're saying he's back pocket, man, you mean that he never reaches into his pocket to exactly. buy a drink. Well, that's not what I thought you were saying. I thought oh, you were saying he was so taking money the classic money in. Kiwi assumption that we all think Wayne Barnes is a crook. Well, that's, it sounded like that was what that's you were saying. That's what you said. No, that's I what you were saying. No, 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 no. You assumed it. See, this is the classic example of a 3 a.m. incident in McDonald's what? when the kids are just going about their business, doing what they do, 
making a statement and some puffed up guy with his phone is saying, so you're saying this to me and you're saying that to me. Exactly. You know, maybe they had a shake on you. You know what I mean? You've missed a call from Paul Southern, by the way. You better call oh, that's me. Oh, boss, mate. Okay, well, it was clearly a step. You can't take the phone call now. Oh. <laughs> just say you missed a call. <laughs> Barnsley's a great man. He's a good man. I love the Barnsley. But he, uh, you know, he, he came to Toulon and refereeing. Oh, yeah. Because it was just a great night out for him. Yeah. And he used to. Uh, he used to he used to parade around in his bungee smugglers pre match. And the Barnsies? Down at the down at Mayo. And he loved a tight short yeah, as well. Yeah, down at Mayo, he was all just mm. get, he would get three or four hours of raise before a well, good game at Mayo. If anyone needed raise, it's Barnsie. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Barnsie was not blessed with a single <laughs> single ounce of melatonin. Melatonin. Is that what you call colour? Melatonin. Oh, I think so, something like that anyway. Um, can we talk footy to wrap this podcast up today? Can we talk about the weekend? Can the Blues... Hey, can, have you seen the smile on Tina's mm-hmm. face? Yeah, now that she's listened to a decent podcast? No, we see this is the smile that she gets when she knows we're two minutes away from oh, wrapping, <laughs> wrapping <laughs> this up. So she can actually go and have some breakfast and a cup of tea. Uh, well, do you think she's a tea drinker or a coffee drinker? No, I think the tea... I think Mate, tea her goes for... sort of starting to shut, she goes so for I think a, she's probably a coffee drinker. I mean, she needs a coffee, but yeah. she goes for tea. She's neither. She's neither. She's shaking her head. She, you say neither. Neither, yeah. What do you say? Neither. Yeah. You're obviously from grammar and I'm obviously from kings. How'd that go on the weekend? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up. Oh, hey, look, as I said, I'm, I'm happy. I support rugby. I think it's fantastic, but it hurts. Oh, man. Grammar win. I'll tell you what, though. What a game. Yeah. 10,000 well. plus on the sidelines. Full school hucker. Uh, outstanding game of footy. Cynical, cynical play from the Kings boys in their own red zone. Wow. Here's a question. Is, for life. is school footy becoming our next MPC, yeah. ITM? Yeah, is that's... that where the importance is? And then we go from that to Super Rugby. Well, and, Big and, jump. And wow. who's created that? So why is New Zealand Rugby now appointed a manager of schoolboy rugby when they have no jurisdiction over these competitions to start with? Because they want it. Well, I would say it's so, competition... Here's the thing. For individuals oh. worldwide in professional this sport. Is, this is about securing your employment pool. It's nothing more than that. That's Correct. exactly why they want it. It's got nothing to do with education. It's got nothing to do with reviews. It's got nothing to do with ethics. They want the game because they want to control the best players in the game. Put yeah. them on a conveyor belt. Then you don't have to worry about the costs of provincial rugby. You don't have to worry about club rugby. You cut all of that cost structure out of your business. You drag the best players through. They get stipended into super rugby contracts, into academies. They become super rugby players. They become all blacks. You only need... 200 good rugby players a year mm. to keep the system going they and become, everything else costs money. Yeah. That's why they want schoolboy yeah, rugby. Great, they become and robots. You eliminate yeah. kids from the age of 14 so that people can't develop yeah. and become great rugby players yeah. like Dan Carter, later mm-hmm. Matthew Ridge. Corey Jane. Corey Jane. Ali Williams. Oh, thanks. Right. If you didn't say that, I was going to get angry. I know you were. And, and, you know, this is ridiculous. Rugby is not about that. Rugby is not a robot type no. game. Rugby is and, for the one with a brain, yeah, with a physical... Correct. And, talent and, you know, and with a community and a work ethic. Do you know what we saw on the weekend too? We saw why schoolboy rugby is more than just a game and it's more than just a factory to find the next professional rugby player. That was about the community of two schools coming together for a wonderful occasion mm-hmm. and full of spirit, full of pride, full of colour. That's what it's about. Let's never lose sight of that no. because we've already lost sight of it in provincial rugby, shamefully, yeah. Yeah. shamefully. Yeah. We've already lost sight of it at club rugby, shamefully. 
And it needs to be a bold move, doesn't it? And, and, and so this is the last bring, bastion of passion, it seems, for our game, mm. apart from all black level. Well, that's a big gap between the passion shown for school rugby, girls and boys, and international rugby. There's a lot in between where we're, we've lost the passion. And we need to be finding that passion again. Yeah, well, it's a hard challenge. I, I, look, I know. Unfortunately, team, this is the first thing I don't have the answers for. Um, <laughs> I, it's, it's, and I'm just saying, yeah, I mean, this is the tough. facts. This is where we're at, right? It's, you can't window dress this anymore. We love the game, but mm. I, I went from King's Grammar at a school in Auckland to Eden Park on Saturday night, and, and I know that the Blues marketing staff, event staff mm. are, are doing their best. There was a wedding at halftime. Happy days. What the fuck? <laughs> Getting married at Eden Park. Exactly. Uh, anyway, <laughs> good on them. That's not entertainment. That's not passion for the game. No, it's... Oh, I'm sorry. That's a gimmick. I don't want the gimmick. I want the organic passion. Organic. If you go to France and go through the, front, the French region and watch club rugby, mm-hmm. passion. Yes. It's your team, it's your tribe, and it's... Your yes, people, tribalism, and and, and, we're, and we've magic. got rid of we've, tribalism. We've in lost it, and it's well, it's in schools, mm-hmm. so we need to keep nurturing that. How are we going to create it? And well, as you say, we got rid of it. It'd be hard to bring it back out of club rugby and 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 provincial rugby, and you know even Super rugby. It's I mean Crusaders, and I mean the Chiefs do a very yeah. good job. No, everyone's trying really hard to do yeah, it. Right. I'm just and, and my criticisms aren't towards the people who are working hard to attract fans and give fans a good experience. I'm just saying it's just not there at the moment. And so we've got to learn from schools rugby. Why is there passion there? Because people are connected. Mm. It's a connection that you've got to have before you have fans who can go and enjoy it. Anyway, the Blues are going to take on the Crusaders in Christchurch this weekend. To wrap up the short ball, you called the Chiefs last weekend. The Blues came through for you. They, I called they said, the Chiefs. Yeah, you did. Did I say the Chiefs would win? Yeah. Oh, well, Crusaders are definitely going to win. <laughs> definitely going to win. Are you reverse psychology? Yes, I am. Yeah, this is what you do? No, you want the truth? Is This is, if they beat the Crusaders away, they're playoffs. Blues, they, they deserve to be in the playoffs. They can do this. They, they're only a few points out of the mix. I'm the one guy that knows they can do this. <laughs> you I'm the one guy that thinks they can do this. I'm the one guy that wants them to do this. It's a hard task. But they are winning. Harry Plummer, I think, is playing extremely well. I think the Fords are battling. I think uh, Patrick's captain, captaining well in terms of leading by example. Um, um, Offa, Tongafasi and Hodgman played a full 80 minutes each. When was the last time you've seen a front row play a full 80 minutes? Dane Coles. Yeah, take a hook Against away. the Highlanders. Take a hook away. Take a hook away. Prop forward. It's a great question. Unbelievable, isn't it? Tarvel must have gone close last season when he was yeah, I think he playing would've. every minute that God sent. Um, yeah, I think I think he was, but I mean, you know. Eighty minutes. It's a long stint for yeah. a for an overweight um front front guy that smells and um pushes <laughs> in a scrum. I'm just giving you the truth. You're all great men. I know that boys, but body hygiene is not your Strongest point. You've had your nose up a lot of butts in the past. Oh, I know, man. Some rancid things. I had one guy, and I'm not going to reveal names, Scott Palmer, but mm. I was in there, I and then after, after the game, he was like, I've just got to confess. I said, what's that? He goes, oh, I actually sharted pre-match. And I was like, are you serious? Scott Palmer sharted. Sharted pre-match. So he was warming up. He was a DD. He yeah. warmed up, sharted. Then there was the force of this 
skinny little shoulder just pushing as hard as I could against it. Is that not disgusting? Yeah, that is disgusting. I hope he's good. I haven't seen Poss for ages. Are you talking to Scott Palmer, former Italy international Scott Palmer? Yeah. No, no tra- Auckland. He didn't play for Italy. Okay. Different Scott Palmer. Yeah, yeah. The Poss. Auckland. He did. He was the one that dived over a ruck to score a try for Auckland. Shouting? I don't, I don't think he would have shouted during that incident. My so, joke could have gone on the lift off because. So hang on, you. He the, used to stand in a scrum. You know the love the characters of rugby. He used to be in a. Tina's She can't believe this story. He used to be in a scrum like this, and he's down there, and he's like this, and I'm like, "Let's go!" And he goes, "I'm a rock. You can't move me." I'm like, "Mate, the guy's right here." You well, he's just yelling he at yelling the out guy. loud. I'm a rock. You can't move me, and I would be cracking up. The whole scrum would be. Pissing ourselves, going, are you serious? And then he'd get the ball at training and be like, I'm a feather! I'm a. <laughs> what? Was he, he just role playing <laughs> inanimate <laughs> objects? Because. <laughs> You're losing it. He was the best human being. Uh, uh, oh, we did a day in a life of Scott Palmer. He did a video for the whole team once. And he literally took us through a day in a life of Scott Palmer. And one of the things he's like, ah, oh, and this is my kitchen. And this is where I do everything. And he, he pans around and then he, he stops on the rubbish bin, but he didn't intentionally stop it. And there's all the game plan and everything. He just screwed up his mind. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> He's just a beautiful human. If you're out there, mate, I love you. I miss you. <laughs> Uh, all right. Here. Okay, let's wrap. All right, let's wrap it up. I better ring Paul, eh? you got to ring Paul back. Oh, the boss. I think I shouted um, too. That's it for the short ball today. Enjoy your super rugby. Go to Pass.com. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.